Look, kids, Big Ben. <laughs> Parliament. Uh, we joke because uh, we just realized I never hit record. And I we accidentally... 20 minutes. And 20 minutes into the show, I knocked down the recorder. And I'm like, oh, I hope it didn't stop recording. And I look and I'm like, you know what? I don't think I ever hit record to begin with. That was... Uh, that's some good karma right there. That was. I must have done something right for somebody. Because yeah. that was... That was good karma. Uh, should we do a quick brief recap of a 20-minute conversation real quick? Yeah, I think the people will appreciate that we never hit record. <laughs> yeah. We just saved you 23 minutes. Yeah. Uh, 25 or whatever we were at. Yeah. Well, th- we were talking about um, um, news. I was saying that I just finished Cobra Kai Season 2, mm-hmm. and it is fantastic. I loved every I second of it. Google some... Um, advice on marketing yeah, and we'll, uh, distribution we'll, we'll talk and about it. competition people, people in the multimedia it. market. Yeah. Uh, so I, I love Cobra Kai. It's a great fun show. And um, Ralph Macchio is a horrible actor, still is. But the guy who plays Johnny Lawrence, he's the original from the movie. He's actually really good. And, it, you know, he's the main character in this. And you could see why they decided to do it and with him. Uh He's he's really good and keeps the show together. And the kids that they have in it, I, I mean, it's it's so much fun. Uh, watch Cobra. I, it, and I could tell you this to watch, and you're like, oh, I'm not made of money, RK. You yeah. fl- flying fox who ruins how cute Squeezer is by being next to him in that fucking new logo you have. Yeah, oh, I, yeah, we talked about that a lot. I know I ruined not true. the logo by being in it. And uh, so... When we sell the pin set, it's going to be a set. You can't just buy squeezer pins because I don't want to be sold out of squeezer pins and have 99 RK pins. Cause I yeah, gave and one... I don't want to have to buy 90 RK pins and right. stash them in my drawer. Because I gave one to Enchantress and the other 99 didn't sell. So you're buying them as a set. You're getting an RK pin whether you like it or not. And um, yeah, well, YouTube announced season three is coming and it will be free. They are doing away with their uh, premium programming. But they're keeping Cobra Kai, and it will be free, ad-supported, obviously. And what? I'm, YouTube's just going to show videos for free? Right. You, they're going to do what works for them for years. Uh, so that is really cool. So I'm assuming mm-hmm. that if season three will be three, uh, season three will be free. They'll only uh, it only makes sense that one and two will be available free. Yeah, they probably po- drop the entire paywall, right? Yeah, I think it's going. Aw- uh, I, they might keep it for ad free if you want it. Mm-hmm. Which I'm fine. I like commercials; they make me money. Yeah. So, um, but you'll be able to catch up and watch one and two. And which squeezer I will make? I, I'll make you sit in your office and watch it now. I can okay. Do that. I'm f- yes, sir. <laughs> it is worth it. I think Amanda might be into it though too. She, she probably like Karate Kid, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, she's a big fan of uh, Will Smith's kid. <laughs> he's he's in the opening credits. I'm sure because he bought the rights 
to put his kid in it. He's a he's a executive producer. Oh, it kind of like the Vincent Man executive producer kind of thing. Well, I mean, no, McMahon owns their life, so if you want them in a movie, you have to pay him. Yeah. I guess that's want- true. Yeah. yeah. Also, uh, also, I'm gonna defend McMahon here for a bit. He okay, bankrolled. I didn't say any- he he bankrolled some of those early movies to give Rock a movie career. Oh no no I'm not yeah but we also got all the John Cena movies too. And he's kind of got a career going for himself too. I saw Grown Ups. It was pretty funny. Yeah, but did we need we did we need seven different versions of was it the Marine? Oh, the Marine. Yeah, yeah. There he's putting all the. I don't even the Miz is in it or who's in it now? Yeah, I think I think the Miz took over. Yeah. yeah. I don't even know who the Miz is, and really. And then Kane got that movie where he, he killed that girl by cramming the cell phone down her throat. I never that saw that. Glenn, he's the mayor, Glenn Jacobs. Yeah. Did he win? Yeah, he's the mayor. Knoxville, oh. Tennessee. Home of the World's Fair and the Al Gore doll. The Wigs Fair. I'm Al Gore. <laughs> he, um, from the podcast Something to Wrestle with Bruce Pritchard, uh, and then the new podcast that Conrad started with JR, Grilling JR. You might like that. Oh yeah, I'm 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 behind on my podcast like deeply. Glenn Jacobs, uh, his rise to f- stardom was bumpy, but since he was just such a good guy and they liked him so much and like a, a good locker room guy, good guy all around, they 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 wanted him to succeed and you know he willingly did the fake Diesel thing. <laughs> And since he did that, they were like, let's get him a good gimmick. And Bruce came up with Kane because um, Bruce was basically the branch, the guy behind Undertaker, and he came up with Kane. And, and, you know, that was 20 years later, Kane's still, you know, wrestling. It's mm-hmm. That was a lasting gimmick, so. That gives me hope. Yeah. Just that the nice guy can get a push. Yeah, the good, the good guy. and that Yeah, that's good. And apparently, uh, the real Diesel from all accounts, is just a sweet man, Kevin Nash. I would think so. Yeah. I mean, I always he thought... An- he, answer- he answers questions about Super Shredder all the time. We talked about that. Yeah, right. But I always thought of him as Other kind of a shit heel. would be heel. more than happy to, like, you know, poo-poo, like, their questions. Right. But I, I always thought of him as kind of a shit heel because of the whole booking and finger poke of doom and everything and... You know, leaving for more money, but of course, you know, now that you're older, you're business. like, you got it's business. It's not, it's not friend business. It's show business. That's what they they always tell you. So, uh, yeah, from all accounts, he's just a sweet, nice, good person. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, YouTube, Cobra Kai. When it's when it is free, you go and check that out, everybody, because it is freaking awesome. Now I have like this, because they they tie in so many like references to all three of the original Karate Kid movies mm-hmm. that I need to go back and watch, especially one and two again. Uh, so that's on my list of things to do with Enchantress because she watches with me. Um, and it, yeah, like that's bad homework. Watching Karate Kid one and two again. Two is, but one's really good. You just gotta make sure that you uh, 
find it online that someone ripped from TV so you get those PIX11 bumpers. Oh, I'm sure that's somewhere on, on YouTube. They probably leave it up there like, oh, this will drive people to our, our premium channel. Uh, when are we starting our streaming network, by the way? Everyone, we're going to pull all of Radier's YouTube content off of YouTube and make it exclusive to our streaming yeah. network. There's gonna be, yeah, we're going to have a paywall and everything. Yeah, for and... $6 a month, you could watch our four YouTube videos. <laughs> Whatever you want, though, ad-free. Yep. We're going to offer that to you. Ah, we got a good show for you today, right? I think so, Our, if, if we record it. It's, are we recording it? Hold on, let me put my flash on, double check. Yep, we are recording. Sweet. So, I've been waiting for this one. Yeah, this one has been on our docket for about five months now. This was, this came in like early New Year. We were planning on this, right? I think so, yeah. yeah so, we might even, even like addressed it early on, like, oh, we should just talk strictly this. Yeah, we, we all... And we, then put it on pa pen to paper right. as they say so uh i'm going first but i got i have some things to talk about before we go we're talking all dick tracy mm -hmm. so it started as a comic strip uh mm -hmm. originally plainclothes tracy which i never knew until i did my research uh there the uh chester gold was going to call him plainclothes tracy uh on the advice of a friend he c decided to call him dick tracy dick being like a, a detective yeah he was a great detective. That's, that's before people had dirty minds and just giggle at everything. Right. He's essentially Batman without a secret identity. Because mm -hmm. his rogues gallery, everything, it's very much the same. He's a, he's a super detective. Um, and it was, a, it was a strip in newspapers. So it's basically owned by the Chicago Tribune New York News Syndicate. Hmm. <laughs> um, so... Warren Beatty uh, licensed the rights for the film, which he still owns. It was upheld in court. He owns mm -hmm. the um, movie rights to Dick Tracy. And I guess, uh, you know, since it started in uh, 1931, grandpa our grandparents, our parents, and us, we, that, like, this is a connection we all have, similar to Batman, but more so Dick Tracy, because Dick Tracy mm -hmm. is more accessible that it came in the newspaper. You know, kind of like Peanuts. Kind of like Little Orphan Annie, uh, the old Popeye comic strips. Uh, in fact, in 1937, a poll of adult comic strip readers voted Dick Tracy the third favorite behind Little Orphan Annie and Popeye. Because Popeye, of course, started as a comic strip before it was mm -hmm. a cartoon. Um, and, of course, you got Dick Tracy and uh, Tess Trueheart and all the rogues gallery of, of criminals and, and villains. And uh, I think one of the coolest things about Dick Tracy that I remember getting in the 1990s was the Crime Stoppers textbook. Uh, beginning in the 1950s, the Sunday strips had a frame devoted to um, the Crime Stoppers textbook. And it was uh, illustrated hints for amateur crime fighters. And um, I, my brother and I like got a hold of these and we fucking love them. Be, especially like... Um, which we'll talk about later, that uh, they called all their um, cosplay kits like junior crime fighter stuff. Like it was all the Crime Stopper stuff. So, um, 
so what I'm talking about, my first pick was one of the first mainstream um, media depictions aside from a goddamn newspaper comic, which he started on, but first mainstream media uh, incarnations of Dick Tracy, which after the movie started rerunning and we became big fans of. So, in this cartoon, um, Tracy uh, employed uh, subordinate flatfoots to cr fight crime each week. Uh, he contacted him on his awesome two-way wristwatch radio, which we all love. Mm-hmm. And I want. Um, and uh, Mel Blank was in this, Paul Fries, Benny Rubin, Everett Sloan, a lot of, like, huge names and, and voice acting. Uh, Joe Jitsu was a very racist <laughs> parody of Charlie Chan. Uh, very Asian at the time. And so sorry, excuse me, please begging your party. You know, it was very, uh, uh, uh you know, uh, Hemlock Holmes was a loud, bumbling cockney police bulldog. Uh, heap. Oh, calorie. Let me guess. What was he large? He was a big fat guy. A red-headed street cop with Can I hang on? I'm writing this down. I'm using that at work tomorrow. Heapo calorie. Heapo calorie. Yeah. And then probably the most racist one. Now this is the most offensive one. After saying Joe Jitsu, Hemlock Holmes, <laughs> and Heapo Calorie was Manuel Tijuana Guadalera Tampico Gogo Gomez Jr. That's his full name. Right. He was, <laughs> it was uh, essentially a, a human version of Speedy Gonzalez, who were both voiced by Mel Blanc. Uh, Paul Fries did, did his voice in the series, but Mel Blanc like, started it and like got him through it. And he wears a big sombrero. And has a big grin, and he's awfully seen sleeping in a hammock and waiting for an assignment. <laughs> of course. Oh, man. So they re-aired these in the 1990s after the populated series. Uh, mm -hmm. But I don't think they could ever, ever, oh. ever uh, air today. And I'm, looking, I'm just looking at the pictures of Coco Gomez and... <laughs> And, and I'm sure our friend who shot on me on YouTube for being politically correct is going <laughs> to get all up my ass for this, but uh, I'm not the only one who thinks this. Uh, it was pulled from syndication in the 1970s and 80s and was not seen for years because it was perceived as racist and ethnic stereotypes. Back in the 70s it was racist? Yeah. So, obviously, the show resurfaced on television in 1990 to coincide with the release of the feature film. And then in 2006, because they released it on DVD. Uh, so yeah, you know what? I'm sorry. I completely, like, forgot about that. Like, and 
now that you're saying that, yeah, it was re-released and it was on. I remember seeing this. And... It, it was on like indie stations. Like Philly 57 had it in our town. Yes. Yeah. So um, they, they were trying to op- capitalize on it. But because of that, Asians and Hispanics uh, were so fucking pissed about this. Two stations in Los Angeles removed the airings and edited episodes were sent out. Um, because they were like really, really pissed. So KCAL Channel Nine in LA is own, was owned by Disney at the time, who put out the Dick Tracy movie. So they wanted to keep putting out the Dick Tracy show. And on July fourth, nineteen ninety, Henry Saperstein, the chairman of UPA, stated, "It's just a cartoon, for goodness sakes." And that did not go oh, well. Oh boy. Um, I'm sorry. I can't not look at these pictures and laugh, not laugh. I know. Hippo uh, uh, calorie is my favorite. Like, if, if you ask me, hey, draw a really racist cartoon, that's what I'm going to draw. Yeah, the Dick Tracy show. I loved it. I mean, I'm a horrible person. Oh, uh, yeah. It's... You know, maybe they maybe they're coming from a good place. There's nothing wrong. I don't get the whole you know the hate on Speedy Gonzalez. I mean, what? It's good to be fast, right? Right. Uh, right. But in this case, his long name um, aside, yeah, <laughs> he was a he was lazy and uh, always sleeping in his uh, his uh, hammock. And then um, our Asian friend. The must. I mean, it's. Uh, the, 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 I'm looking at it, and the hammock is hung from a hook on the wall, and the clothesline. Right, and his guitar, <laughs> and his vase of maybe cerveza, and his his sleeping carpet. Saying, yeah. yeah. Oh. That is awesome. That I I learned something new today, and it is. Well, first, no. If anything, I'm. I I learned about um. Uh, where did I, where did I write that down? Hippo calorie. Hippo. Where did I write it? Oh, it's on that piece of paper. Hippo calorie. Yes. Yeah. So, so I have video of me watching this show, in Dick Tracy cosplay, which we'll talk about later. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'll post. That's perfectly normal. Yeah. That video. So yeah, I was a huge. Just record yourself watching TV your entire chart. <laughs> entire childhood no jeffrey recorded us oh watching my dad oh yeah ryan's watching dick tracy he was a fan of this cartoon uh no surprise and he was a fan of dick tracy as a kid and i think that Mm -hmm. inspired us uh, to be fans of it i think that happened a lot like grandfathers to fathers and, and even grandma, I mean, I'm not being gender racist here. I mean, uh, gender bias, you, I should say. You better not be. I better not be, be. You better be, depending on who you want to appease, I guess. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, so, yeah, uh, that's my first pick. And that's a little history of Dick Tracy, who is the lone star of this episode. Squeezer, your first pick, sir.
I know we, we've talked about this before. We've talked about a lot of this stuff before. We've talked about a lot of this stuff before. But this is by far one of my favorite Nintendo games of all time. I can't not let it slide. A lot of people uh, hate this game. Really? I don't get it. I, I, I actually came across a site when it talked about how much why this game sucks and it listed all the negative things. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, that is bad and that's bad too and that's bad and that's also a little rough and yeah and i didn't care because i oh god i love this game um it does have have some issues the um the driving it is fun i like like the big sprawling city it's very uh old school gta one and two ish um before that was even a thing um that damn yellow car that would just drive through you because and you know, could potentially kill you because for some reason your car and your physical being are tied to the same health meter. Yeah, right. Um, you know, random snipers on the roof, but they can only shoot at 45, so that was at 45 degree angles. So they were easy to take care of. Um, and then also, like, when you would get a clue or you would interrogate someone, it would flash across the top of the screen, like, where to go next. They'd either give you a name or an address, and if with the name, you'd have to go back and check out the mugshot book and get an address, or you could just go to an address. Thing is, this wasn't like games now where you can go back and like the text history or whatever, or the, you know, or it gives you a marker. So like you would have to have like a little detective <clears throat> notepad as you're playing the game to like jot down addresses. Otherwise, if you didn't pay attention, forget where you had to go. And if you go to the wrong place and you interrogate or arrest the wrong person, you could end up losing the game because that's right. a whole part of it. Or you get eaten by rats. That's also a possibility. Of uh, which, in case, happens during the side-scrolling aspect of this game, which I guess is the bulk of the gameplay. And it's not that good. Um... So yeah, I guess, I guess it's the overarching concept of the game that I love, and also the soundtrack. Um, but the actual action of it, eh, it's a little rough. The jumping mechanic, a little wonky. At some point, you can climb up some ropes. Sometimes you can't climb up others. And towards the end of the game, it's impossible to clear the levels without getting shot a couple times, because, like, it, it's. It's not that guys even have machine guns. It's that, that they're firing, like, single-shot guns, but they pace them in a way that it's almost... You can't maneuver around it. Like, the physical controller and the programming doesn't allow you to dodge you know, bullets that the way that they come at you in the game. And then you do these... There, you would develop techniques, like these weird jumping, angled shots and stuff that are uh, physics-defying... Um, but it, it served a purpose. And eventually you end up into Club Ritz, and uh, if you're, you know, you do your detective work right, you get to arrest Big Boy. And then you get a promotion. And you get your desk and everything. It's pretty sweet. And what what happens after you arrest, arrest Big Boy? Uh, you get a pat on the back. I mean, it doesn't say winner is you, but you, <laughs> you get a little, you get a little one-shot cutscene. With the chief going, good job, Tracy, you did it. Oh, Which that's... back in the day, that's all you could ask for. Yeah, that absolutely. was huge. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's it's no, I mean, not every game is Ninja Gaiden. Um, 
but it was nice having some kind of achievement at the end, not just the screen go, uh, just say like, when when the the winning screen is the same as the losing screen, it just would say like game over, or congratulations. That's that just hurts sometimes. Yeah, that I I get totally get that. You really definitely um, it, definitely need to uh, just uh, a little some, a little right. something at the end. You guys did um, it. Even like like Paperboy, you know, like you you get yourself in a newspaper, right? Um, yeah, yeah, they would show, like, you know, Big Boy and, or, like, Tracy solves the crime or, you know, something like that. Um, and it was, it was a hard game. You, there were no continues, no extra lives, nothing. Um, there was a code that you could put into, like, a safe that was in the menu screen so that you could, uh, uh, there was, like, a number of different crimes you had to solve. So you would get the code and then that way you could jump. You didn't have to replay each crime over and over again because that can get repetitive. Um, but even then, you were limited to what life you had and any bonuses or any weapons, ammo, or anything that you had going into it and you used that code again. You basically started from scratch towards the end of the game. So it almost puts you at a disadvantage. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I... I, I adore this game. I absolutely love it. I would just drive around forever um, in my police car. And the the trick was, too, if you had a, a, um, a turbo pad mm-hmm. and you would switch it to, like, the, you know, the uh, rapid fire or whatever and then crank the, the uh, uh, crank the speed up on it. See, your car, you could you could shoot from your car. And there was always a car chase in each mission, and you would have to chase this blue car instead of the yellow one, and you'd have to shoot at them, and you'd have to... You, a lot of times you'd end up even just losing because you're chasing them too close, and, you know, when they crash, you crash into them, and you die, and it kind of sucked. But with the turbo pad, you just hold down that A or B button and just light them up real quick, mm-hmm. and before they could even get away, it, it was done. A little bit a little bit of cheating. Um but yeah, it was definitely it was always fun. I would switch it out because it was too hard to to play the side scroller with the pad. Mm. But it was better to drive with it. So I would drive around with the with uh, with the pad and then yank that out and then plug the regular controller in for the side scrolling stuff. Oh, wow! That's a lot of work for a Nintendo game. I used but to do that a lot. That definitely um, <clears throat> that definitely makes me. Not I'm uh, I'm sorry I'm trying to think what the words I'm I'm trying to use my words. You're not surprised. I'm not yeah that's what I'm looking for. I'm not surprised at all. That's exactly what I would think you would do. Uh, all right. Uh, here's my next pick. Uh, we kind of talked about these figures before, but I'm talking about one in particular. So, uh, listen up, pick folks. and his men mumbles, flattop, itchy, and influence have called a meeting with Pruneface to get him to join their mob. Pruneface agrees, and with weapons drawn, they swear to get Dick Tracy once and for all. Suddenly, sirens blare, searchlights fill the room, and the door bursts open. It's Dick Tracy and his right-hand man, Sam Ketchum. Big Boy's gang is finished for now, but can Tracy keep him behind bars? Find out next time. Dick Tracy! From Playmates. Dick Tracy from Playmates. 
So we talked about these figures. I want to talk about the blank figure. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you talk? tell the story of the blank figure? I, I think we touched on it. We touched on it. So it's one of the most cherished on mint on card figures you can get. Even if you find one out of the card, it's just fun to unmask. So obviously, spoilers, if you've seen <laughs> Dick Tracy, you know that the blank is unmasked, unmasked to be Breathless Mahoney, who's Madonna. So uh, Playmates had their, what was it called? Coppers and what was their line called? I gotta look it up because now I just I feel stupid. Dick Tracy action figures. Uh, oh, coppers and gangsters. Coppers and gangsters. Yeah, I knew the line was called coppers and gangsters. So uh, the the blank figure was supposed to be a second wave because it was originally going to come out with the original the original wave. But they were worried because this was like a pre-internet era mm-hmm. that people would unmask it and and give up the the big uh, trick that it was Breathless Mahoney, and it would have ruined the twist in the movie Shyamalan twist. Ah, uh, but the blank was a great character and a great design for the film, so mm-hmm. I don't see why. They didn't release it because I would love this figure. Yeah, especially like to complete the set, but also because it was it was like on the checklist and everything, and um, yeah, just, and it's an, a unique figure too, and it looks good. Yeah, I mean, all these guys did. It's it's that very that playmates, like, what do we say? Just a meatiness to them, right. you know. And, and uh, but Playmates is a company that didn't know action figures because they didn't even make a single action figure till they first licensed Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. They were like a yeah. doll line, so mm-hmm. um, the line didn't do what they were hoping for. In fact, uh, it was pretty shitty. So they canceled all their plans to release the blank in mass retail in the United States, but they released it in Canada right away at, uh, as a Sears exclusive in 1990. But it was uh, 3,000 pieces. So there's not many of these. Uh, a quick scan of eBay, the cheapest one I could find was $799. Oh, that's not bad. $799. Oh. Yeah. Uh, if you're if For any other of the figures in the set, if you're paying $799, you are overpaying. <laughs> yeah, I believe... What did I pay for my uh, Steve the Tramp? Uh, 50 cents. Yes. Uh, but for for the blank, you're gonna pay big money because you unmask that ba- that that lady and it's I was gonna say bastard that lady and it's it's Madonna under there, Brothers Mahoney. Um, uh, so I always thought that was a cool story, and when I I didn't find out about this till like two years later, uh, because my brother read it when we were getting our haircut. This is crazy. These are two story two things I I learned when we were getting our haircut from movies. I learned about Super Nintendo and Super Mario World because we were reading it in a, a magazine while we were waiting to get our hair cut. I was like, wait, they're making a new system and there's a new Mario Brothers coming out? <laughs> and then we learned about the blank from uh, Dick Tracy. So all around the same years, we went to this barber. My, oh, my grandpa took us to barbers. Uh, now I uh, go to Supercuts. Yeah, I, I the whole idea of the barber is nice and all, but it's just I, I don't wanna I don't wanna talk. 
I hear you. Uh, Coming from a guy that's on a podcast right now. Yeah. Well, I just really the. We want to talk I never, to you. I never noticed this before. I didn't have the the lips manless figure. Yep. He comes with concrete shoes. Yeah. That's awesome and insane at the same time. Yeah, he comes with he, he's got the big lips, the gun, the belt, the, the holster for the gun, and the two concrete but shoes. I, I get that. Yes, but but. They give him concrete shoes. You get to murder and drown a, a gangster. Lips Manless's boys just iced the bookie. That's awesome. Oh, that is so cool. And and fucked up. In an awesome kind of way. Yeah, it's... uh. I didn't have that exact figure, and... The one I'm looking no. at says Bandai in the corner. What's that all about? Hmm. Does yours say Bandai too? Uh, the lips manless one. Uh, the one I was looking at says Playmates. Yeah, but it says Bandai in the right corner. Uh, no, I don't see that one. Oh, I'm looking at some of them. I see Playmates. Well, it might have been just um a, a distribution thing. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm seeing. Uh, if it was, it could have been Playmates in the states. It could have been Bandai. Yeah, it's just Playmates and it Bandai. Could have been, it could have been Bandai up in Canada, for all you know. Yeah, it's, it's, 100%. Yeah. Done that. I mean, we've we seen that with uh, the WWE Hasbro figures. Mm-hmm. Um, I had Mumbles, because uh, I love Mumbles in the movie, because I'm a mumbler. Uh, mm-hmm. I had Itchy, and I had uh, um, Big Boy Caprice, and I had Dick Tracy. It's, you know, I had I had um I had Dick Tracy, I had Sam Catchem, uh, who else did I have? Oh, Rodent, I had, and uh, Steve the Tramp. Uh, did I have the brow? Was there some I sort had... of playset that no one else knew about that you got? Um, no. Well, no. The thing that was nice about these is they fit in very nicely being Playmates and all with the Ninja Turtles. Yeah, I know. Um, They're perfect so for them. they would just go down to the turtle store when they didn't feel like hanging out in the <laughs> Technodrome. And if Dick Tracy needed a ride, he would just hop in the party wagon or, you know, take the blimp. Why not? Let's get the blimp up, kids. I didn't have the cop car, if that's any consolation. That is consolation. All right. You spoiled little bastard. Mm-hmm. Adorable, spoiled bastard. Here's your next pick. The young man will be out in a moment, I presume. All right. When do we eat? Live alone and like it, free as the birds of the trees. When do we eat? High above the briars, live alone and like it, I'd do whatever I please. When do we eat? my heart desires, free to hang around or fly at any old time. When do we eat? No When do we eat? Is, is this a clip of the movie, or is this from someone from our job? Oh. Uh, oh, wow. Life just, you know, finds inspiration in... Is this uh, our boss? <laughs> when do we eat? He, sometimes, some, not just him, a lot of people we work with are very into... Uh, as soon as work starts... The first yes, thing that's it. first, the most important thing is when do we eat? When do we eat? 
Uh, and what better to eat out of than a... Oh, oh a l- I, d- I don't know, because the last thing I've ever done is pack lunch for work when I say I'm <laughs> going to. <laughs> but if I were going to, I would pack my lunch in a lunchbox. And what better lunchbox to have than the uh, um, Dick Tracy lunchbox? Uh, presented to us by the fine folks at Aladdin. And also providing us with a classy thermos with the pop top to go along with it. In case you wanted soup. Yeah, in case you wanted soup. Or, well, or with like, the, no, the pop top one with like the straw. That was even better. And then you can oh, drink right, your right, soup right, 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 right. and scald the back of your throat. I made that mistake before. That's why you don't drink coffee with a straw either. You learn something new every day. I try not Scars to. Scars are still healing. I'm really going to piss off my friend here right now when I say this. I try not to drink anything with a straw. Oh, God. <laughs> no, I, ne- I I just kind of fell into this. I like straws are like very um, evil now, but I never mm-hmm. like straws. I always. Have you ever noticed I, whenever I get a drink, I never get a straw with it? I was like sipping it out of the cup. I do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I never like straws. I'm a. I'm, I'm a. Never. Nah, see, person. when I could get a straw, I take a straw. Um, look, look, the oceans are rising, and this is just our way of fighting back. You know, they're taking away our shores, so we're gonna build our own plastic island out there, and you know. Now, meanwhile, uh, Enchantress does try like con- constantly try to drive home the. Uh, fact that I should bring my reusable uh, shopping bags with me, and I, I'm always coming home. They're with... such a pain in the ass. But they're here's what I say. They're not if you remember them, because they actually hold more and they're easier to carry. But yeah, but then I don't have all these fun reusable bags that I can like stuff into each other, and then I always have a bag whenever I need a bag. Yeah, right. We have probably three billion of them. Yes, they're all over the place. And eventually you just take one of those big full bags and like you just toss it somewhere. And now you just have basically a squirrel's nest of bags <laughs> in your basement. Uh-huh. So anyway, there, there it is. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, one day we'll... Uh, when the United States is completely underwater and we all live on Stratopia... <laughs> Uh, you'll be happy that I contributed uh, to our future uh, landmass. I'm already happy that you contributed to our mass. Yeah, thank you. Uh, hey. Hippocalorie. Hippocalorie. That's how you know Waterworld was a piece of, uh, just was so such fictional because in the future there, when the Earth is covered in water, it should be covered in water, but it'd be like uh, Europa, where right. instead of ice, it's just like a fine... Uh, layer of plastic yeah it's plastic like world. the aliens are gonna come down here and it's like oh it's plastic world yeah fun, fun. and then they'll harvest and then they'll harvest our surface to make legos like our, our kids demand more legos and we don't have the yeah. petroleum byproduct or, to or, make them so we came to earth to take your trash that would be actually like fuck thank you yeah yes uh, or they make those really shoddy, rickety uh, picnic tables out of the recycled plastic that kind of warp in the sun, and they're really, like, just all the screws pop out of them. <laughs> we used to use that stuff back in Boy Scouts back in the day. It's before Trex came along. Yeah, right. It didn't work. We were talking about uh, Trex the other day. Well, uh, 
for some sort of walking bridge, right? You, yeah. You explained to yeah. me that they I don't I don't think they don't though that I don't strength. think you can use them over long masses. I'm not a structural engineer. I just play one on television. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm sure I could use the internet. But I'd rather use the internet to look at Dick Tracy lunchboxes, which I'm doing right now. So I remember this guy. Um, it was a red lunchbox, and you can have uh, your typical little uh, fully plastic, you know, floppy handle. Or if you were fancy, you had that one with like the like a real like lunchbox, like the thermos handle, which is like the the metal, uh, like the little ringlets with the plastic handle that lifted straight up. Hmm. That was fancy. Um, but on the lunchbox. You have your, uh, your your sticker filling the image void, I guess you would call it, the front of the lunchbox. Mm-hmm. You know, it's recessed for the sticker. And you got Dick Tracy there with machine gun and stuff, which, you know, now you think about it, you're taking this to school, which back then it was fine. Now it's like, oh, my God. Now you probably uh, can't which take a, a lunch pail in the school unless it's clear. Oh, really? I think so. I don't, I don't the know. What's fun in that? I think like, you take yeah, any, guess. any container. and Yeah, I know. Yeah, um, you got Dick Tracy. He's got his Tommy gun, and he's like, "I call the shots around here." Mm-hmm. And then they have like a couple little scenes from the movie. You got some like some scenics. You got flat top and and, and two panels, which is awesome because he was one of my favorites. Um, and you got you got Big Boy, and you got Breathless, and you got Prune Face. And at one point, Dick Tracy's punching a guy in the face. I think it's Big Boy. It's hard to tell, but what's cool is it's all. All the scenes are just in like a, a red, um, uh, what's the word I would use? What's like a mono, just black and red. But then Dick Tracy uh, is the only one that's fully colored in each one with his uh, yellow trench coat. So it really pops. It's really, I, I like it. It's like a cool artwork where it's like two different layers. Um, and then uh, And then the thermos. Um, you have like the, the silhouette logo of Dick Tracy, um, and then him answering his wristwatch. And of course it's like, they knew that flat top was going to be like next to big boy, like the star of the movie. Yeah. Like one of the big villains. Right. Um, cause, and, and also it's iconic, you know, like a lot of the other guys, like they're cool looking and stuff, but like, he's that one guy just. Again, like the silhouette of him is enough. He just stands out. Right. He's he he's on the when they re-release the DVD of the Dick Tracy cartoon, Flat Top is on the cover. So, yeah, I call the shots and, around here. Yeah. So that was a, a very pleasurable lunchbox. I was a fan of it. Uh, I would love to like have one of these now, but I wouldn't be able to use it any for anything, you know, because. One, I don't pack my lunch. And two, if I did, it's not going to fit in here. Aww. I think it would. It's still not as cool as the Jurassic Park one with the the, the thermos, the, the danger, whatever it yeah, is. Yeah, the, the, the uh, cancerous, the, the muted, what was it? It's mutagenic Petro properties. Mutagen. Yeah, they will like ruin pregnancies if you're around it. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I do want to buy the same suit that uh, the rodent action figure and for the Playmates line is wearing. That purple suit. <laughs> yeah. The belt and the buttons. It's 
It's a classy look. It's a good look. All right. So uh, speaking of dressing up like players of uh, uh, of the movie, here is my next pick, and uh, I'm just gonna play a little little bit of the movie here. broke the arms of an elderly news dealer this afternoon when he refused to share his week's receipts with them. Stacks of newspapers were tossed in the gutter as the thugs wrecked the business and made their getaway. Lunchtime crowds were paralyzed by the suddenness of the crime. Not a hand was raised in protest. Organized crime is their name. What appeared to be organized hoods shattered the kneecaps of the beloved operator of a shoeshine parlor today as horrified customers looked on. The boot black would not give up his receipts and paid dearly... So, this is the opening of the movie. And you could tell from the score they're really like going for Batman. Mm -hmm. Batman. But it's, it's showing the whole him getting dressed, the gun, badge wristwatch walkie-talkie yellow duster yellow fedora uh a look that i coveted as a kid so i would dress up i had my uh trench coat for church you know that we had to wear to church so mm -hmm. i'd wear that with this plastic uh fedora hat that i had that was yellow it was, i think like, I, I, I don't know like a really. new year's eve one it is, and it's uh, it's got the black cardboard uh, circle uh, thing, the the collar around it, like uh, Dick Tracy's hat. And mm -hmm. I had the Playmates um, wristwatch, which was like um, the when you hit the the walkie-talkie, it was like a flashlight. Then I had like an LCD watch on it, and awesome. we had the big, huge black walkie-talkie wristwatch radios walkie-talkies and now like oh, cool. i can talk to my brother he's we both have apple watches and if i were were in like europe i could talk to my brother here in the states through this watch but we never fucking use it <laughs> <laughs> we both have it it's something we've wanted our whole lives but like the, the dick tracy cosplay was a thing i think for a lot of people mm -hmm. i think everyone it was like way easier to do than batman it was way easier to do than superman it was before the X-Men became huge and Spider-Man was near impossible. Now, any kid could cosplay as any superhero they want because it's just so readily available. But back in the day, yeah. it wasn't. So the most, the easiest like superhero for us to cosplay as was Dick Tracy. You got your, your trench coat from church on, you got your plastic yellow hat on, you're fucking Dick Tracy. Uh, and I did it. I have video proof of it. Uh <laughs> I showed it to you. I was uh, adorable. I was. My dad it, came it in with really the cute. VHS camcorder, and I'm like, no, no, no. I took my hat off, and then I'm like, you know, fucking, I am Dick Tracy. I put it back, and we were watching the cartoon. We were watching uh, Heapo Calorie <laughs> <laughs> do his thing. Uh, but yeah, Dick Tracy cosplay became a huge thing, and of course, Playmates sold the goods to go along with it. They sold the. Uh, wristwatch radio toy that we talked about. They sold the Crime Stoppers kit, which I think the hat came in. It also had this belt with like chalk and a bunch of different Crime Stopper things to figure out your own crime because they kind of went along with that Crime Stoppers 
textbook uh, uh, comic book strip piece that came with it. I'm like, oh, we're going to learn how to stop a crime. Um, but yeah, the Dick Tracy movie. So in 1989, they released Batman. In 1990, the Dick Tracy movie. And then, of course, 92, Batman Returns. But the Dick Tracy held the void for us between mm-hmm. those Batman films. And um, it was really uh, uh, hell of a friend. Like, I, I just get people who didn't live through it. And kids might now, like, of course, Batman's huge. Of course, mm-hmm. Jurassic Park is still huge. But I don't think kids now realize how big Dick Tracy was back then. And now no one, I don't think, gives a fuck kids about Dick Tracy. Yeah. But back then, he was just as and, big as Batman and, or any yeah. other franchise. And it was something different, too. Yeah, it was different. A little bit different. It was different, but it's familiar. It was very much Batman yeah. in the rogues galleries. In fact, Bill Dozier in 1967, a year after he created the 1966 Batman uh, show, was developing a live action show for um, Dick Tracy. Uh, and because uh, there was like a bunch of film serials. For Dick Tracy mm-hmm. before the original movie came out. And uh, I guess that uh, everyone thought that the the whole hero camp, as they called it, Batmania craze was dead. And they decided not to take a risk on it. But there there was a pilot film that I would love to see it. It's called The Plot to Kill NATO. And um, Victor Bunoo was Mr. Memory. And uh, they... No, everyone passed on it because obviously uh, the ratings for Batman were dropping and Green Hornet flopped, even though they tried to do a crossover. Uh, so they didn't want to take a risk on Dick Tracy. But Eve Plum, who would later become Jan Brady on the Brady Bunch, is uh, in the show as Bonnie Braids. Oh. Yeah. Uh, never appeared on the show, but she's credited. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, so I think if that existed, I got to find that pilot. Cause I mean, even if that show existed, that would be huge right now. So yeah, that's uh Dick Tracy cosplay. Yeah. I, I think you're, as you're saying, like, uh, I me- and I meant to go, uh, talk about this over the lunchbox and we kind of, we hit it early on that as, as a kid, like I had a Dick Tracy lunchbox and it's very likely like my dad could have had a Dick Tracy lunchbox. And like my grandparent, my grandfather, like it, it's a very generational thing. And it's almost, and they just had, you know, the, the comic strip and stuff had, we had not had the movie and the big marketing push from oh, Disney. Well, to be fair, it, your grandfather just had the comic strip. Our parents had the comic strip and that horribly offensive that, cartoon. Or, yes. Um, and uh, if it weren't for um, the great evil empire, and them pushing it and marketing and trying to make get themselves another Batman, uh, can you know rake in that Batman franchise kind of money? Like we probably wouldn't be as interested in it. If right, it, it, for that. it was completely Warren Beatty getting the rights, doing mm-hmm. the movie because he loved it as a kid, and making as true to source as he could with the said evil empire Disney. Dare and I say most accurate comic book movie? Probably, yeah. Yeah. 
and uh, Al Pacino's turn as Big Boy Caprice. I don't see yes. how he didn't win an Oscar for uh, that. Yeah, that an was Oscar for it. Fucking, uh, he got it nominated, was, yeah. right? I think so. Yeah. Um, but it it did get it did win. Uh, it won three Oscars. And the Oscar goes to John Caglione Jr. and Doug Drexler for Dick Tracy. I would like to that point was, out that was good that we didn't plan that at all. <laughs> nope. I like how we have to immediately any any flow that we had going <laughs> pat ourselves on the back and tell everyone yeah. look what we did. <laughs> pat ourselves in the back and then explain that we didn't plan that. <laughs> that was very natural and uh, I'm very proud of us, Squeezer. We're we're like a we're like a bunch of children. That <laughs> It, it's are. like when you're just bouncing the ball off the wall and it like magically goes in the bucket and like oh we couldn't you know try do that again if we tried that's right. basically what this show is we literally could not do that again if we tried um there's something special about this movie and uh it, it it's i think everything has to do with timing like this is like the, the pinnacle uh, of some uh, just real movie magic makeup, um, and and there was you know some time after, and they still do some some great work now, um, but now, a lot of time too now you rely on and CGI, and not to take away from those guys because that's an art in itself, but coming from me as as a practical guy, uh, the makeup work that they did for this movie was just insane. That rogues gallery that you talk about. The thing is, this isn't just a Dick Tracy movie. It's a Dick Tracy and and villains movie. It was just as much about, you know, Big Boy um as it was Dick Tracy. I mean Pacino steals the show. Oh yeah, hundred uh, percent. And all those guys that are just so memorable. I, I think not just Pacino, but all Pacino and the whole Rogues Gallery still the, the show. Rogues gallery, I was they, way more interested in them than I was. Dick, I wanted to be Dick Tracy, but I was more. I wanted to because of his role. Like, like they always say, Batman's popular because the Joker was popular. Unless the villain's popular, you know, Batman has the most interesting villain in the villain in the world is the Joker. Mm-hmm. That's why he's probably the most famous superhero in the world. Uh, the more popular the villain, the more popular, I think, the hero. And I think that's why Dick Tracy was so uh, popular. And that's why I think this movie hit, because the rogues gallery was so good. Yeah. Oh, it was fantastic. And they looked great. And I mean, they really, like, that, that Chester Gold work, his initial drawings, like, that was their Bible. Like they stayed true um, to those characters. The only one that they they strayed on that had any input was Pacino, um, and his design, his idea for it uh, was phenomenal. Yeah, like they didn't make him like morbidly obese, but just awkward, like mm -hmm. real big boy. Like he was he was broad, and his hands were huge. Like he was just. It was, it was such, like his his performance matches that visual perfectly, mm -hmm. and um, John Caglione, who uh, 
designed it with him would go on to be his uh, personal makeup artist throughout the rest of his career and to this day. Oh, wow. Pacino does a movie. He's his makeup guy that he brings in. Also, he's responsible. You talked about uh, who's the most interesting villain of all time. Mm-hmm. The Joker? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, John Cagliano, he worked on, on a little movie um, called uh, The Dark Knight. Oh, and Keith Ledger? was the makeup artist for one Heath Ledger. There, I mean, it's, it, the correlation is per, it's, it's spot on. I mean, that's it's great makeup he did in Heath Ledger and uh, great yeah. effects. And I mean, yeah. You could tell that they, they came from from that. There was a lot of facial... Uh, effects and then Dick Tracy and he did great work with Heath Ledger but mm-hmm. uh, and and Doug Drexler who uh, also who worked with uh, Caglione who now does a lot of uh, uh, post-production department head stuff I saw like he a, a lot of CGI work and stuff he oversees um, they had to come up with idea they called him MPs and you know military police if you will but in this case they called them makeup police because the amount of hours that would go into, you know, each character, um, certain things don't fare well with, like, latex and glue, like um, fried chicken. Oh, yeah. And, they, like, fried chicken and sausage and spaghetti, and they would come in, and, like, the heat of the food or the grease of the food or Lights. whatever it would just, like, and just and, and just ruin the makeup. And it was, there, there was an army who was responsible for keeping them uh, in one pay in one, you know, one piece. Even the difference um, between lighting, obviously lighting in your home today and, and 20 years ago is way different. Mm-hmm. It's all LED versus yeah. incandescent. They're still using incandescent lights and HMIs and whatnot today, but there's a lot of other LED fills and whatnot that the, the, the mm-hmm. Kino flows and the, 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 mm-hmm. the temperature alone between a film shot today on set and the on, on set back in 1990, it had to be, at least a 50 to 60 degree difference. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, that back and forth between in and out of the lights, that temperature change is going to, yeah, affect that. Um, But the amount of energy and work, like prune face, they said it it would take um, like three hours to put prune face together. Um, They, they would use like dental uh, uh, moldings and, and, and basically, and then, make a mold of him and then carve it into his face. Um, uh, who was it? Um, was it small face? Was that the name of the character? Oh yeah. The really, he had the, I, b- the tiny the face. Big around. head, but yeah, the tiny, yeah. yeah. Uh, that was actually a kid. Um, the actual face, the actor is a kid. And then they built a prosthetic head, uh, larger, and then like a, an adult's body prosthetic size. Little face. Kind of fit in t- little face. Yes. Yeah. Sorry. Um, and then so like they had like an adult size prosthetic body, and then the head, and then they put the kid's face in there, and then did the makeup around him, and then ADR the voice in after the fact. Yeah, I, I for- thought that was cool. I forgot little face like captured everyone's imagination. Yeah, it was so weird. Yeah. That that opening scene, yeah, the the poker scene is just awesome. Mm-hmm. And then uh, who then shoots them all up? Flat Top, um, uh, William Forsythe, fourteen different pieces of prosthetic uh, to build him out 
and and to create that head um the amount of time and energy and then to go through that day after day after day and then wear it it's it's got to be taxing yeah absolutely um but I, I i think there's i mean this beat out edward scissorhands for an for an oscar um which it, it, you might say it's like wow you know edward scissorhand looks looks cool but if you think about it when you look at edward scissorhands he's a cool looking character right and he stands out the the biggest trick here and when i when i was reading that they had to deal with was creating these characters that look like the comic books and and be real over the top but at the same time they have to stand in the same frame as Warren Beatty and Madonna and not look completely out of place and I think that is the crowning achievement uh, of all their work that they did not only did they make these guys look cool and and, and original and, and like almost like they jumped off the page but they made it that they it works they made them just as real that they fit into this world as well right uh that's pretty cool uh i and it obviously deserved to win and um probably should have won more awards because this movie was really well done the the art design the the costume design the colors they used the color yeah. palette well, they use they used phenomenal. they only used the six original colors uh from as the print, their yeah. main palette that was and uh, it popped from the comics like yeah. crazy it was one of the last movies to actually use uh matte full matte paintings uh for the backgrounds and stuff which i think creates it because it makes it feel like you're looking at a comic book right yep Good pick. Uh, here is my next pick. I'd work you over for 50 cents, Charlie. You're just lucky I don't have any hardware with me. Darn lucky, I tell you. It was gambling that brought the rising star of mobs, the big boy Caprice to Zenith, and brought crime buster Dick Tracy onto his scent. Caprice had made his bones in the small-time extortion and protection rackets on the south side, and had prosecuted his vendettas with a ruthless tenacity that earned him a reputation for cunning, murderous unpredictability, and an unwillingness to forgive that was remarkable even on that seamy side of town. Business owners who failed to cough up big boys' exorbitant demands for tribute were hastily extinguished, and many a small-time operator learned the hard way with the mob, not Webster, meant by territory, a school lesson that ended with a student dressed in a pair of cement overshoes. Dick Tracy, look out, crooks, you better break out. Cause Tracy chilling on a stakeout. He's in town and he's hunting big boy Caprice. Tracy's on the CASC. It's no win if you think about doing crime. Tracy, have you doing time? So, this is one of your favorite artists, Squeezer. <laughs> Ice tea. So, when, you, when I played that last clip, it was the opening of um, the movie. And it might have sounded a lot like Batman because, of course, Danny Elfman did the score to both this movie and the 1989 Batman. Mm-hmm. But this movie, just like 89 Batman, came with a soundtrack, an original soundtrack of songs inspired and included in the movie itself. I think I'll. Uh, have... Don't you love that inspired part? Yeah. Most of the songs in the album are performed in the style of music from the 1930s, which is the era the film is set in. Except for a couple songs, including Ice T's Dick Tracy. That's what we're listening to right now. This movie would have stuck out like a sore thumb in the middle of this song. Uh, so we got Riding the Rails, 
by Katie Lang and Take Six. Pep, Vim, and Verm by Jeff Vincent and Andy Paley. Um, it Was a Whiskey Talkin', Not Me by Jerry Lee Lewis. You're in the Doghouse Now by Brenda Lee. Some Lucky Day by Andy Paley. Blue Nights by Tommy Page. Wicked Women, Foolish Man by August Darnell. Uh, of course, Erasure makes this album with Looking Glass Sea. Ice Tea with Dick Tracy. A Laverne Baker with Slow Rollin' Mama. Al Gerard with Rompin' and Stompin'. And Darlene Love with Mr. Mr. Fix It. Uh, there's some remixes. A 1930s version of Mr. Fix It by Darlene Love. It's a Whiskey Talkin' by Rock and Roll version by Jerry Lee Lewis. And a Dick Tracy 90s mix by Ice-T. <laughs> uh, released June 12, 1990. Uh, the genre was considered jazz because a lot of the songs are jazz on it. And it was given by All Music a score of 4 out of 5. So this was pretty popular. Mm-hmm. Was this the the one? What's that? Was was this the one of of that five? One of that, that didn't make the four. I'm trying to do a math joke. It's bombing. Yeah, I don't I don't know what you're asking. Uh, what I'm saying is that this um isn't great. No, uh, six of the album's sixteen tracks were not featured in the film. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, the conference band, Dick Tracy, Slow Room, Mama, and Mr. Fix It. Um, a month later, a month after the release of the soundtrack album, Ice T released a single titled Dick Tracy, which featured a different song from the one featured on the album. The album is one of three soundtracks released alongside the film, the other being Madonna's On Breathless album and an orchestra score by Danny Elfman. That's what I always want. What, the orchestra score? Uh, like, a, I'm a score guy. So do I. I own so many of them on vinyl. I just... We talked about it in the beginning of the show. I, I pre-ordered the Danny, uh, the uh, Elmer Bernstein one. But yeah, the... Uh, ma- do we talk about it on this show or the one we didn't record? Well, hopefully both. Uh, okay. The Madonna album, On Breathless, uh, for Breathless Mahoney, was released complete with her in Breathless Mahoney outfit with Warren Beatty and Dick Tracy breathing on her neck, uh, Dick Tracy logo on it. It is very much a Dick Tracy album. So, that is... I, I think I gotta, I gotta download this so I can play it when I come driving into work with my windows down blasting it. I think so, too. Uh, great song, and... Um, Now's, what now is a better time than ever than to move on to your next pick. I'm interested to hear about this. I want them dead. Both of them. I want this no-face dead, and I want Tracy dead. What's the matter? You bums forgot how to kill people? Doesn't your work mean anything to you anymore? Have you no sense of pride in what you do? No sense of duty? No sense of destiny? I'm looking for generals. What do I got? Foot soldiers! I want Dick Tracy dead! That's a great scene. Now, I'm talking about uh, Imperial Puffy stickers, but uh, why wouldn't I use that clip? Because, damn it. I, I, who won Best Supporting Actor in 1990? Not that awards mean anything. No. But 
Uh, how, how do you not look at that and go, like, he killed it? Because um, didn't he win for Son of the Woman then? Hoo-wah! Denzel Washington yeah. for glory. Oh, uh, okay. That's uh, good. That's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. Um, I get, yeah, yeah, you can't, that the Denzel crying thing, you can't not. He was uh, alongside, listen to this, he was nominated alongside Graham Greene for Dances with, Dances with Wolves, Andy Garcia for The Godfather Part 3, Joe Pesci, oh, Joe, I'm sorry, Joe Pesci won. Oh, yeah, Joe Pesci won for I was looking uh, at the wrong Goodfellas. Movie. Yeah, Joe Pesci won for Goodfellas. I don't know what the fuck Google told me. Fucking good. You know what, Google? Listen, I'm going to tell you. Um, just like I gave YouTube advice, um, get your shit together. Right. Yeah, uh, Joe Pesci, fucking definitely. The only person out of this whole list who could have beat Al Pacino for Dick Tracy is uh, Joe Pesci for Goodfellas. Yeah. Although I could see then, I could see why, you know, Denzel could win it too. I mean, that was a hell of a. Yeah, Glory's a good movie. It's a damn good movie. Um, and Ferris Bueller's in it too. Oh, man, this um, is like a good year for me. Uh, Ghost won. Um, Best Supporting Actress for Whoopi Goldberg and Best Screenplay. I love Ghost. Yeah. The movie still makes me cry. Yeah, it gets me. It gets me. Even though I, I get angry at the whole, wait, so you can, can't kick the can, but you can sit down? <clears throat> yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. He uh, should just be falling through the earth. Dick Tracy won for Best Art Direction, too. So it did win for... Mm -hmm. I said it should have won. And... Uh, oh no! That's it was, I, thought. I thought that's what you tagged. You're tagging that with. No, cause... it was nominated for best costume design, but lost to Cyrano de Bergenac, which I don't even know what the fuck is. Uh, Cyrano. Cyrano, what is this? Yeah, the, the guy with the nose. That was also nominated for uh, best makeup, but you know, it's a big nose. I don't even know what the hell this Cyrano de Bergenac. Uh, Cyrano Burinak. I gotta just Google, Google that and The Simpsons. They've done it a couple times. Um, anywho, uh, puffy stickers. So mm -hmm. I, I don't have a whole, whole lot here, but just a fun little adorable squeezer story. How do you know makes this perfect stuff? Sense. Cyrano de Burinak than those. You're so more cultured than me. I am a cultured son of a bitch. Um, Holy shit. Dick what? Tracy won for best original song. I didn't even say this. Oh, yeah. Sooner or later, I always get my man. It was up against Home Alone, Somewhere in My Memory. Somewhere in my memory. I feel mm -hmm. like... I didn't know there were words to that song. I, I don't know. It. I, I didn't either. I just started... I just pieced it together. You learn something new every day. You do, <laughs> you do. All right, go because um, so what I would what I would do is um, even the, the spoiled squeezer that I I was I still like you know a basic you know sense of creativity playing kind of work my way around it. So what I would do is I would I would get these uh, Dick Tracy uh, puffy stick-ons because I, I maybe stickers or name branded I don't know. Um, and so here, I have a thing with stickers. I don't like the permanence of them. It would like bother me. 
I put a sticker on something, and now the sticker's there, and now I can't reuse the sticker anywhere else. Kind of, kind of hurts me. That's why you had the color forms. Yes, I was a big fan of color forms. Um, but with the stickers, what I would do is I would I would go and get myself a little piece of construction paper, because um, we didn't have printers yet, and draw my own like scenes. And then use the stickers to fill in the gaps, like I like there's yeah, like a sticker of like Dick Tracy like shooting or him running, so I would like draw like a street, and then I would have like the sticker of Dick Tracy running down the street, so I'd make like my little like a little one D diorama that I could then, you know, put my stickers to, so I could display my stickers appropriately rather than just place them anywhere like a schlup. Uh, so what kind of scenes did you make? Oh, like I, w- I would draw like, you know, like the club or like outside in the street, like where they had the shootout. And that's when I would use like my, my, uh, flat top sticker, you know, and like the Dick Tracy shooting sticker, mm-hmm. you know, I would do this with a lot of my stickers cause I, I felt weird. I felt like I was wasting them when I would put them on things. Yeah. I wouldn't put them on anything. Yeah. I felt the same way. Like you couldn't oh, use your stickers. I'm I'm no, not, I'm not weird. I still feel that way today. I I'm not gonna lie. I my kid put stickers everywhere and it drives me nuts. I'm like, no, we need, also you because need to save I them. made that coffee table from scratch and now there's a sticker on it. But what what are you gonna do? That's a good pick. Um, ready for my last run or last my last at least Dick Tracy pick for the day. Wait, is it really? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Uh, this isn't a clip from Dick Tracy, but it gets the point across of what I'm talking about. You're right me. What is it that you do here? Merchandising. Merchandising? What's that? Merchandising. Come, I'll show you. Open up this door. So... <laughs> <laughs> one of the biggest things and one of the biggest stories, if, if you like look up 1990 uh, Dick Tracy and like Google it, like newspaper stories, is the merchandising. They put out so much shit for this movie. And I remember we had so much of it. Like I'm talking like cheap shit you could find at like a CVS, like a squirting camera to like action figures. Oh, yeah. To... Um, <laughs> heaps of calories you just text me heaps of calories yeah i was gonna because i i lost it again in my notes and i want to make sure i didn't forget it for tomorrow <laughs> forget to it. someone's feelings it's continue so, so um they put out so much stuff so they put out of course those playmates wristwatches but they also put out like extravagant like jewelry like wristwatches that didn't do anything for that it was like the walk it looked like the walkie-talkie he wore in the movie but it, it really it wasn't a walkie-talkie it was uh, just a it was a watch. There was uh, with that look. Yeah, yeah. There was applause dolls, which our friend uh, Ferris Prince sent me. I have the Dick Tracy looking over my shoulder right now. He sent me a Dick Tracy applause doll. There was like real dolls. Uh, there was not like real dolls, like the sex mm. dolls, but real dolls. There was um, mm-hmm. uh, anything cosplay stuff. There was all sorts of cheap. Sh- they licensed it out to fucking everything and anybody and that is just something that i don't know if it's done anymore but i loved back in the day and uh there was so much like you could get those like magnetic drawing boards where like you draw on it with a red pen 
and it like show up and then you peel the plastic away from yes the, the sticky part and it'd go away i was just thinking you, about those the other i saw one the other day it was, yeah uh, i had a dick tracy one they still sell them i think so yeah yeah i saw i swore i saw one so it was like um, a it was like a piece of like uh um opaque plastic like gray plastic mm-hmm. over like a sticky piece of black and when you yep. draw with this red pen, it would show up on the plastic. And then when you peel it off, it'd disappear and you could draw something new again. And it, w- it was set up like a, like a, a fucking um, clipboard. And I had one of those in Dick Tracy. There was so much cool Dick Tracy stuff. They licensed the shit out of it. They merchandised the living hell out of this movie. And of course, why shouldn't they? It was Batman without Batman. You were selling Batman to them. To us as kids, a, a year after the biggest superhero movie ever came out, Batman. And we just wanted more Batman. Here's Batman with a rogues gallery just as cool as Batman. Like, of course we were going to fucking eat this shit up. We were going to mm-hmm. cosplay. We are going to buy everything we could with this. It was it was a fucking home run. And uh, they merchandised the shit out of it. And... Yeah, I, I, think the, I think what you love, and I don't want to speak for you, but the, the aspect of, of loving the merchandising is, as a kid, you loved it, mm-hmm. and you got to see it everywhere. Like, it just surrounded you, right. and it was targeted to you. Right, and we, you and I both grew up, I mean, you were spoiled, but we both were not poor, yes. so, like, going to a store was more of not of what are we going to buy, but it was more of a uh, mini fucking museum trip, so what are we going to see? And when you go in stores and you're just surrounded by, like, the the... Uh, IP you love it, it's just that cool. oh look at this this junk they're selling here for 49 cents it's a squirting <laughs> camera maybe you'll buy you know there's a good chance that you'll buy it it's junk but it's still something Dick Tracy and maybe there's a, a little driving game that you put a battery in and the fucking paper strolls on it and you use the wheel to turn the car on mm-hmm. it you know and it's like a dollar but it's still fucking cool and like that's the kind of stuff back in the day that was cool to us and now I think that all has turned into apps in the app store for kids yeah like get this free app that does this and you could do all this cool stuff but back in the day it was it was junk like this and um mm-hmm. there was no dick tracy the flame flamethrower but you know maybe with the next movie we'll see that come on elon yeah i know right i, lo- I love uh joe rogan having people pose with the flamethrower <laughs> it's pro- why wouldn't you yeah. i want to pose with a flamethrower fuck yeah i want to use a flamethrower uh, all right. We are now on to your last pick, and this was something so, you asked me about, and I'm like, why the fuck would I know anything about this? I um, I stumbled across this. I don't even know if I recall this at all, and it. I watched the entire thing, and I want you to too. Um, here's a. So we talked about the music of Dick Tracy. Right. Now, let me preface this by saying this has happened at Disney World, right? Uh, world and land. Okay. I went to Disney World once in my entire mm-hmm. life. Entire life. I was 11 years old. I did mm-hmm. not care for it whatsoever. I can, I can see that, why you would... That was 1993. So this might have still been going on, but I was not a fan of Disney World. So I had a migraine. I was there twice. I was there in... 87 and there again in 96. All right, here we go. 94, 90, uh, something like that. Here's your... I wasn't there for this. 
What the hell is this? So this is uh, the Dick Tracy Diamond Double Cross Disney stage show. Um, and... You know, you, you were at Disney. You, you didn't enjoy yourself. Some people tend to do. Uh, <laughs> and one of the things you do when you're not standing in line to go on a ride, you stand or perhaps sit and watch people perform. Uh, they have the, these uh, stage shows that air uh, uh, that air that that are performed on a regular basis on a schedule that you can come and and see a little theater. Theater. Um, yeah, this is the Off Broadway Dick Tracy. Um, so it, it this is um, the the Diamond Double Cross, and it's uh, it's a Disney stage show. And I'm sure most people have seen at least one of them, and you heard it right here, folks. This is on YouTube. You Google it. It's a half hour, and you can watch the whole thing in all in all its in all its glory. Um, I don't want to poo-poo it too much because I'm sure there's some people have some great memories, and I am tainted by the fact that I am not a fan of dancing and singing. It's not natural. Um, it looks pretty cool, and as a, trust me though, as a kid, you we would have loved it. Other than like the singing. Um, and dancing, uh, but they do. You do get Big Boy, Flat Top, and uh, Mumbles are are your main bad guys. <laughs> and uh, from a distance, I'm sure it looked great. And as a kid, it was very forgiving. But you could tell they were like just they were wearing Halloween masks. Um, the the sets were pretty cool, um, where they used the same similar art style, and they limited themselves to the colors. The only thing is they kind of got the colors wrong, being that it was the the 90s, um, rather than that basic uh, six-color palette. They had a six-color palette, but it was all in, like, pastels. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, so it looked like it was either, like, the set could have been for either a Saved by the Bell stage show or that as soon as they got off, they would be, uh, they'd play Double Dare. And what what do you mean by playing double there? Like just the, the set, like it, it had that kind of look to it, some of like the stage and stuff. Okay, that's pretty cool. Yeah, um, but it, it, it looked a little different than the movie, and uh, I I just I don't I don't I'm sorry I don't I'm not a fan of the live, um, park performance if you will. Uh, and neither were, were a lot of people. This only ran for um, roughly six months uh, it, it, in the uh, summer of uh, 1990. It was released, it actually released a couple weeks before uh, the movie came out and was gone um, by the end of the year. The one in Disney World uh, that was at um, Disney Hollywood Studios, it became MGM then, um, lasted a couple more months into February. This was actually basically just the the remnants of a bigger, broader idea. Like you know how we have like Harry Potter land, Star Wars land, all these different worlds now. They originally were going planning on building a massive Dick Tracy world. Really? That would have basically been this, the streets of Chicago. That is so freaking awesome. 
Uh, and then in Disney's eyes, the movie bombed. Um, which it didn't. It made, you know, a couple, it made like, what, $60 million plus on top of its, you know, marketing budget and stuff. Yeah, it made good money. Um, and, but It made good money, but Warren... it didn't make Batman money. Because that, that, that's the problem. They were looking, they were looking at Batman yeah. covetously and thinking, what can we do? And they're good, just, you know, licking Good word. Lips. Hold on. I got two quarters I'm saving for you. That was a good word. Covetous, covetously. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I know. So I read this. It was supposed to be a thing, and it just uh, it never. It was supposed to be uh, uh, Dick Tracy's Crime Stoppers. You can look it up. Uh, at, uh, I'm looking at Disney Park History. Um, and yeah, they had this whole big plan for what was going to be a an interactive uh, Dick Tracy like gangster nineteen nineteen thirties world or nineteen twenties, and uh, because they couldn't justify spending all this money on a franchise that they'd pretty much um, were giving up on, like they they didn't see a sequel coming out of it. Mm. Um, and uh, they they weren't blown away with uh, like like I said they didn't get they didn't get Batman money at the time, and had they have, uh, I'm sure you would have loved Disney that much more because you would have been just walking around your little and you know you would have been able to buy like plastic a legit fedora that, and yeah. you know and trench coat and the watch yeah. and you would there'd be a thousand little detective kids wandering around. That would be freaking awesome. That's my dream world. Mm-hmm. Okay, this was this was a fun episode, don't you think? I do. It was a fun. I mean, I, we didn't go as long. We did about an hour and a half, and um, which is still. Well, no, we did two hours. We did. We did a two. We did a half hour that wasn't recorded. Yeah, a great episode. It's a fun episode. I love. I loved looking up all the Stick Tracy stuff. There was so mm-hmm. much stuff I kind of learned and like re remembered in the research that. I thoroughly enjoyed it, and um, yeah, I I am so happy um, to meet um, what I'm heaps of calories. Heaps of calories. You. Yeah, I'm so glad I gotta save that, and I'm you, going you to keep be, forgetting that's it. Like heaps of calories. Come on. Oh, once once I say it to someone's face, it'll stick. Trust me. <laughs> um, <laughs> Poor Jake. No one said it was gonna be him. I know, I know exactly what it's gonna be. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's uh, it. That's it for this week. And do yourself a favor and go and and it's a half hour. You like watching stuff on YouTube like you're talking about? I'm go gonna watch, check it out. Uh, I'm gonna Diamond check it Double out. Cross. Diamond Double. I don't know about the singing. I, I don't like that about it, but um, I'll check it out. Uh, until then, we'll be back next week with more Radiers podcast. Check us out at radiers.com. Email me at rk at radiers.com. Email squeezer at squeezer at radiers.com. Or um, check us out on Instagram at the underscore rad underscore years. But until next week, I'm RK. I'm Squeezer. Have a good one. <laughs>